When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social and Association with Empire Fight Store and Forged Irish Stout. Always a pleasure, Mr. Jamie Moore. We're here in Dublin Thursday. We've had the press conference, a workout yesterday. Been a minute, my friend. How are we? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Always lovely to speak to you. No, we're all good. We've got the old uh, old Zoom on the lens. Um, I suppose just before we go into this week, been a busy year for you, a very successful year for you, actually. Um, you must be really happy with how everything's going. Yeah, mate. Can't complain. We've had a um, good year. Good, you know, all the all the fighters, vast majority, have been successes. Only a few little setbacks, but they're all lessons along along the way for everyone. So, uh, so yeah, it's been good. I suppose just firstly, you talk about setbacks. Akib Fiaz was one who faced one recently in his last fight. Um, where is he at? I know speaking to him afterwards, he was sort of quite down and everything, but it's obviously going to be difficult. Um, what's the plan now for the uh, sort of redemption? Yeah, he's, he's, he's all right. He's, uh, he was licking his wounds for a few days afterwards, but you know we had a good few conversations. Um, he's been away with his, with his missus and his family, been to Dubai, had a, had a bit of a break. And he's been back in the gym now and um, sort of, same thing, sort of taking the lessons on board, you know, evaluating it, seeing what he could have done better, seeing what he did good and um, just making sure to take, take the lessons on board so he can fix it in the future. Well, Jamie, before we sort of recap on a year as a whole, we've got to talk about this Saturday night. Chantel Cameron looks to do what she did last time out against Katie Taylor here in Dublin again, the same arena just five months later. Firstly, I think credit where credit's due. We know that Chantel's never really loved the media and sort of doing things like that. I've always done it with the two of you together, and she's been honest and sort of admitted she finds that maybe a little bit more comfortable. Uh, this week is like a completely different side of her. I can't actually believe it. In the media, she's great. Um, listened to her last night on the MMA Hour with Ariel Helwani. She ha- she won it last time around, but this time there's like a different aura around her. Why is that? Um, I think combination of things really I think because well f- for the start when you, when you have a, a full training camp where there's not 
you know, there's virtually nothing's gone wrong in terms of injuries, setbacks, illnesses. Um, sparring's gone well. So you have that sort of confidence in your training camp. So that's been done. She's got the confidence in from, from the fact that she's been here and sort of walked this path before. Um, so she was a bit appreh- apprehensive last time, you know, not really knowing what to expect when she got over here and stuff like that. But she's done it. She's she sort of experienced it now. So she hasn't got anything to sort of um, surprise her in a way. And then just added to that then, she's she's getting more experience now. She's sort of a lot more comfortable doing interviews and things like that. And, uh, and, and you know, we've, we have had to hold her hand with her, with it and sort of help her along the way and stuff like that. But I think it's worked really well because I think... We, when she's doing interviews and stuff like that, she comes across a lot more natural. Um, you know, she's smiling and laughing. A real true personality comes across, which is more likable, and people can engage her more and, and sort of um, they sort of see the real person and they seem to back her more and get behind her. So I know she's the favourite going going into this fight again, but her mentality is is like a challenger. You know, she feels like she's still got a point to prove because she's she's got she doesn't hear the ones what say. Um, you know, Chantel's going to beat her again because she beat her last time. She is the fewer people that were going. Um, well, Katie had an off night last time, and or, or Katie and a coach saying, you know, the training camp didn't go great last time. She only hears them ones. She only hears the the negative stuff and goes, well, I'm going to prove them wrong. And um, and I just think it's a fantastic mindset to have. What is the sort of plan this time around without sort of going too much into it, of course? From speaking to Chantel, she mentioned that she feels fitter, she feels stronger going into this fight. Katie Taylor's certainly promising a stronger version of herself, but almost picking it up as if it's the 11th round, do you expect? Well, I hope so, in many ways, because because the way the the last fight panned out was suited Chantel to a T. But the big thing for this one has been she's got to be adaptive, I've said to you, you've got to be like a hybrid. Whatever comes across, you know, in front of you in the fight, you've just got to adapt and deal with it. So um, I've no doubt Katie's going to come differently and do something different because what she did last time didn't work. So she she has to do that. And um, But I've just made sure that whatever um, scenario unfolds in front of Chantel, she's, she's adaptable and she's capable of doing that. We've seen her fighting lots of different styles over the years. It's just... Um, a favourite way to fight is to apply that pressure and let her hands go. So, um, so, and I've no doubt eventually it will get to that stage, even if Katie comes out way different and the first two or three rounds are different. But I think ultimately they'll both fall back to what the, you know, they are by nature as fighters. And um, and I feel, I think, I feel that'll be Katie trying to sort of outbox Chantal and Chantal walking her down. Chantal's hinted at a potential stoppage. Um, I know that that's sort of just speculation and it's part and parcel of sort of feeling stronger going into it. She has. I mean, I, like I saw, I heard Eddie say it today and afterwards me and Chantel was talking and laughing going, what, Eddie just said, you know, you've you've hinted at getting a stoppage. No one's ever said that. I think people are just putting words in her mouth and, uh, you know, maybe that's other people speaking about it and going, I think she might stop her this time. But I've never once heard Chantel say that. And, and in fact, she, she's the opposite. She's saying, I don't really care how I win as long as I do my job and, and, and get on with it. But um, I've never heard her say that. All right, well, on that topic then, last time it was a majority decision win. Um, one judge did have it a draw. Are you at all concerned going into this fight with the judging? 
Well, you, you, you've mentioned it yourself. I mean, if, if you're asking a question, then obviously it's a topic of conversation um, because in my eyes, there was no way the fight was anywhere near close to a draw last time. So, so if one judge last time can give it a draw in a fight like that, then, you know, if it's a little bit closer, then of course it's a concern. That's my only concern, to be honest. You know, I, 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 if, if Katie Taylor comes out and Chantel doesn't perform to her best and, and comes out and wins the fight outright fair and square, I'll have no complaints whatsoever. But, you know, the la listen, let's not talk about it from a personal point of view as well. Let's just talk about it in general. The last thing we need on, on a night where, where the spotlight is on boxing in a massive way um, and, you know, women's boxing in, in particular is on the incline and is going to fantastic places. The last thing we, we want is a controversial decision. You know, it happened 12 months ago or whatever, 18 months ago, and it's, it's a hor leaves a horrible taste in your mouth and everyone just goes on about it. And it, it, it drives me nuts. And I don't want to... No one wants to be talking about the scorecards or the judges. Everyone wants to be talking about what a great fight um, fights are. So... If, so that is my only concern, is that the judges aren't fair. Um, but it's out of my hands. I can't worry about it. I've not focused on it. But like you say, you've brought it up now. And, and it, is a, it is a concern, but we, it can't be in your mind on the night. You just have to focus on what you've got to do. I suppose, unfortunately, just one of them things that if it comes around, you just have to deal with it. That's the sport we, we work in, which is weird, right? That That's sort of almost accepted. That's what I'm saying to you. I don't, I don't want those situations to occur because no one likes it no one wants the sport being brought into a bad light we want it to be fair and square run fair and square we spoke about the judging how, how you can utilize the point system differently and it, surely that's got to be something in the future what, what changes because why do you have 10 points if you're not going to utilize them it's always 10-9 if, if it's a big round why is it not 10-2 um, or 8-2 or you know you know it just doesn't make sense but um but you know, listen, hopefully we're not talking about the judges' scorecards. We're talking about a fantastic fight for boxing in general, but specifically for women's boxing, and they both come out covered in glory. She has a bit of a chip on her shoulder in the fact that she didn't really want this fight in Dublin, and that's not anything against Chantel in saying that. Like, She was always content in coming here, but she felt that after the performance she put in last time, it was almost like she was able to dictate how things should have gone that's not been the case she sort of said it's all on Katie Taylor's terms I mean it's here in Dublin the same venue etc you get that mind does that give her an extra sort of edge going into it but also knowing that Eddie spoke uh, at the press conference today he said that I've just spoke with BBC Northampton and everything it almost feels like this is the one to get that homecoming you agree? Yeah listen I, I'm hoping that that, that that will happen that, that, that the case will be she wins this fight and then she gets her homecoming. She deserves it. But, um, you know, she, she she was early on, early discussions, she was a bit aggrieved that there wasn't even a conversation about where it was going to be. We were just told it's going to be in Dublin and that's it. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I mean, we're here now. The, the, if, if we was going to have a problem with it, the conversation and, and we, did, we did have a problem with it early on. Then those conversations happened ten weeks ago. It was all done and dusted. We were told under no certain terms it was going to be in um, Dublin. It was in the contract initially from the last fight that it was to Matchroom's discretion. Matchroom decided they were in Dublin. So, you know, the way Chantel views that is not that 
they wanted it in Dublin for Katie, but that they didn't want it in Northampton for Chancel. So and that's and that fuels her. So I'm glad they done it in a way because I've never seen anybody who's won a fight going into a rematch who's got so much determination to prove other people wrong, which is a is a strange mindset to have under these circumstances. But that's what she's got. Well, let's talk about the rest of the gym. Jack Catchrell with a, a victorious performance against Jorge Linares last time out. I think everyone was like, not critical because they were. I think Jack himself was happy with the performance and stuff like that. But I think he admitted like there probably was an extra gear that could have got out of him, and I'm sure we'll see that moving forward. Eddie said to me, uh, an approach has uh, sort of initial talks have been made regarding that Josh Taylor fight. Um, I'm always asking Sam for a little update, but still all up in the air, I believe. You you would like that fight next for your man. We know that there's some great fights out there over in the States and stuff, but that's sort of the one for the fans, right? Listen, if it's not a world title fight, then obviously Jack and Josh is, a, is, is the next biggest fight for, for, for Jack because everyone wants to see it. So, so I mean, my, my, my first choice will always be for the world title. I know... Um, Progray's fighting um, Hayner, so that's out of the question, you know, in the in the short term. So, so, and there's none, no, no other sort of viable options in terms of a world title fight for him. So, so, you know, everyone wants to see that fight because of the history of them both. So, yeah, if if, if that's what's next, then then yeah, so be it. And then just on the rest of the gym as a whole, uh, I'm very cautious of missing people out, but Cameron Vong is one that I cannot miss. I believe he's coming in, and I'm sure me and him will be causing carnage one night. I know he won't be on the booze, but I certainly will be. He's, he's back out next week in Belfast. Um, what a boy. I mean, he's just brilliant. He came in, and it was all a little bit, not intimidating, but basically went straight out to Dubai with everyone. And so he's fit really, fit in really well. I know he gets on tremendously well with Jack. Enjoying having him around and enjoying how things are flourishing for him. Yeah, do you know what? It all came out of the blue. So I'd, I'd, I'd sort of said, we're, we're, we're massively busy in the gym. Um, so, you know, we've got gym full of great fighters, really good people and um, I didn't want to sort of over overkill it um, and Sam was asking me saying that, you know, he, he really wants to come and train with us um, so he came down, I had a chat with him, he said lovely kid lovely kid, absolutely up the wall full of energy and uh, and he can really fight and he sparred with Jack, he sparred with Akib and he sort of held his own with them both and I was like this kid's decent and, um, and he slotted in really well like you say we went to Dubai we had a training camp over there. So so when when you're living with someone in the same surroundings, you know, if someone comes to the gym for the first six weeks, you'll only see him for an hour a day. So it's so it's not that much time. Whereas when you're living with someone twenty four seven, you sort of got to know got to know each other a lot quicker. And um yeah, he's he's a really good kid and he can really fight. And um, they're keeping him busy as well, keeping him active. Well, that they are. Another fight next week to wrap up the end of the year and on a huge card as well. Great exposure for him. Just on the world of boxing as a whole, quickly, don't want to keep you here all night long, although I probably could pick your brains all night long, Jamie. Um, Anthony Joshua linked up with Ben Davison. What do you make of it? Well, I've seen Eddie mention it before. I've seen him talking in, in an interview and he was talking about um, the time difference and, you know, from... It was only say six weeks or whatever from the, from that point in time for uh, AJ to have to go back to America to change the time zones to then come all the way back over to Saudi, which is a massive time difference, um, was too much on his body clock. 
in, in you know in terms of him being able to make sure he can perform to his, to the best of his ability. So so I get it. I understand that he's had to um, sort of choose to stay at home and pick a pick a coach at home, and um, and he's picked Ben Davison and doesn't you know it doesn't take a rocket scientist to see why if he's if he's got prehistory with the Walling situation and obviously he's in the same area down down in London and and he's got a, a good resume as, as a coach as well so. So it made sense, really. And just finally, Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, the fight has been announced. There are a lot of people saying, it's weird boxing, isn't it? Because I suppose they're saying you're only as good as your last fight. It's true. Everyone thought after Usyk, Dubois, everyone said Fury batters Usyk. And then after Fury and Garnu, everyone said Usyk batters Fury. Um, Fury still goes in as the betting favourite. What did you make of, I suppose, firstly, Tyson's hurling of insults at Usyk at the press conference? It was quite intense. Yeah, well, he was Fury being Fury, wasn't it? You know, that's what he does. He uh, he tries to get into someone's head and um, he plays mind games all the way through the fight build-up. And that's part and parcel of his makeup and and his, you know, it's not his actual boxing style in terms of in, in, on the on the night he's fighting in the ring, but it's what he does to gain that advantage on fighters. Um, I don't know whether it'll work with Usyk because he's he seems yeah. quite strong-minded. He he seems like water off a duck's back. So um, you know everyone's always using cliches and stuff. And you just said yourself there, you know, you're only as good as your last fight. But there's another one which is a good big and always beats a good little one. And you know which one of those cliches is going to is going to come true? Who knows? Because let's be honest, Fury didn't look great last time. Was that because Ngannou was much better than people give him credit for? Or is it the the point where Fury's maybe been inactive and he's on maybe maybe a little bit on the decline, um, or he didn't take it as seriously as he should have? Maybe it's the worst scenario for Usyk because now it might really make uh, Fury switch on and train properly um, and make sure that he doesn't um, sort of take him lightly so so there's loads of scenarios I think he's made the fight more intriguing so the fact that he's a boxing guy now in what everyone should, thought would be light work and made it more difficult has made it more intriguing for the for the undisputed fight and now everyone's sort of going I don't really know who's going to win now whereas before I think of, of the vast majority of people was going I think Fiori will win Could I push you for a prediction on that one? I, I think Fiori will win but it isn't with certainty anymore. I was always sort of going. Okay. They're very similar, but Tyson's way bigger, and I think he'll he'll sort of. Um, I, th- I thought he'd just get that his natural size would make the difference. Whereas now, I'm sort of going. Is he sort of on the slide a little bit? I'm questioning it now, and uh, and, and is Usyk going to be a little bit too crafty for him? So it's made it more intriguing for me. I don't, to be honest, I don't watch a lot of boxing anymore because I'm not boxing that much. But it's made it where I will go. I'll definitely be buying now. I'm watching it now. Well, Jamie, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Always a pleasure. Near enough 20 minutes banked. I don't really know how. I suppose I'm a child boxer and um, maybe you are as well. Hey, exactly that. Final message ahead of Saturday night. Chantel Cameron looks to do it again in Dublin. Yep. Um, for me, uh, Chantel's a lot better this time than she was last time. And I think Katie's going to be a lot better. But I can't see anything other than a Chantel victory. Jamie Moore, top man. Thank you for speaking to us at Boxing Social. Podcast Network.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.